Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your host, Joe, and special guests, Gabriel and Haley, with their game, Din, the trading card game. Hi, I'm Joe. Hey, uh, I'm Gabe. And I am, I'm Haley, and I do the, the marketing for Din. Okay, so Din is a card game with a puzzle mechanic in it? Yeah, in a manner of speaking, it's actually a, uh, a trading card game where every card is part of a large-scale puzzle that guides an interactive, community-driven storyline. Okay, well, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, the the storyline or how, how you came to put a card game with a storyline? I mean, that's very interesting. Sure. Uh, so what we started with, it's, you know, it's been five years. We've been working on this project for a really long time. Uh, it started its life as kind of a traditional trading card game. It's a, it's a two player, uh, casual trading card game where you play against one other person and you just play a series of heroes, action and equipment cards. Uh, as it evolved, uh, we really streamlined the trading card game aspect of the game. And then we, uh, integrated puzzles into all of the cards. And then we integrated those puzzles into online multimedia that tells a story. And it actually allows players to uh, interactively change the story throughout all of our seasons. Okay. Now, uh, some of the characters I saw, uh, like one of them was King Arthur. Is that a primary character? Sure. It's, it's actually broken down a little differently than you'd expect. Uh, a lot of trading card games create their own mythology. Din is based on uh, real myths and legends. And so we we have this great team and uh, we have this uh, incredible following that bring us their, from all over the world, that bring us their cultural icons and we integrate them into the game. The story itself does not focus on the cards. It focuses on six characters set in Rock Springs, Wyoming. Uh, somebody disappeared and the players of Din get to solve that mystery. Okay, uh, what what is the uh, the origin of the name of the game? What where, how'd you come up with that? Sure. So uh, the origin of the name of the game uh, is actually fairly new con- compared to the rest of the game. Uh, we wanted something really short uh, and something unique, like chess, right? So there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of great reference material for the, where the name of chess came from. There's several different sources. We wanted something just as ubiquitous, something that had no other meaning, right? We could have chosen something like uh, eternity or another English word that had some sort of meaning already, but we wanted something unique to itself. And so it was actually the 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 word jin, uh, like a, a genie, and we just took the J out. Uh, okay. And so we created this kind of unique four-letter word that has its own meaning. Very cool. I, see, that's kind of what, when I, when I first saw it, the, just the the artwork of the lettering cuz it just reminded me of Jin but without that J but I, I figured I'd ask. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. Very intuitive. Okay. Uh so how did you start this process? How did you come up with the I'm going to make this card game that's really nothing that anybody has ever seen before and make this storyline puzzle type card game? How did you, how did you come up with that? Sure. It, it, all, it's, it all started with just, uh, I think, how all great games probably start, which is it was a game I wanted to play. And so and it wasn't on the market. And so we really wanted to dive into making something that we wanted that we love to play. I started with just uh, the trading card game aspect was really where we started. 
uh, I wanted to play a, a short game uh, with my spouse before, you know, before or after work in our limited free time. And uh, all of the games on the market that are really the best two-player games that are easily available are trading card games. But we just had a hard time. We had a hard time really integrating with those trading card games. And so I decided that I was going to just make my own just for us. Um, but it ended up becoming so fun. It ended up becoming an incredible project. And we, we met these incredible people. And as time went on, we developed uh, more and more aspects of it. Uh, I love puzzles. And after the game started to flesh itself out, I thought, you know, we really need to I'd love to combine these two passions of mine into one object. And so uh, we integrated the puzzles into the cards and it was this, it was the seamless integration that really made sense and it really worked. And uh, right after that, uh, the next logical leap was that we wanted to give people an incentivization to solve those puzzles, some sort of reward uh, and some sort of way to uh, interact with the trading card game. And so what we've, what we've done is essentially we've created a trading card game, which a physical trading card game, which has a single player storyline that you can play by yourself or with the community. Okay. So now I noticed on your guys' website, which is a very easy to maneuver website, and I, I thank you guys for that. Uh, but y- you guys have uh, coming soon, you have your starter deck and then another deck below that. Yeah. Uh, so our uh, our distribution model is fairly unique. Uh, we're we're self-publishing. Uh, we have professional distributors that have, uh, or I'm sorry, professional uh, producers that have created this incredibly high quality product that we're distributing through our website. Uh, we are releasing two starter decks and one chapter pack uh, for our first wave for our story. And then every, every two months we're releasing another chapter pack. And so these chapter packs are unique in that they're, uh, they're 10 core cards. And then right. each one of them has a, a puzzle built into it. When the community solves a puzzle, the next chapter pack we release has an additional bonus card free to, for the community. And so the first one has 10 cards. If the community solves all 10 puzzles, the next chapter pack contains 10 core cards with another 10 puzzles and then 10 bonus reward cards that don't have puzzles, but they can be added to your deck and played with and they'll be beautiful cards. Oh, wow. That's, that's very cool. What is the... Um... What is your your timeline to release? Because I, I see it says coming soon, but it didn't. I did. I didn't see a release date. Sure. So we're we're launching our we're launching a pre order next Monday. Uh, Haley, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's Monday the thirty first. Yes, Monday the thirty first. And um, while we weren't originally planning on doing a pre order, we have just gotten such an incredible um, positive response from a lot of the supporters and a lot of the the fans of this who have who have found it on social media and through campaigns. And so we we've decided to do a pre order on the the thirty first. And then in addition, our actual launch date is where we will be starting to ship the project. Is November 10th. So um, two big dates there that come to mind and we're, we're really excited for both of those. Uh, my question is why did you decide to self publish over maybe doing like a Kickstarter campaign? Uh, you know, we, we have actually worked with Kickstarter before. Uh, it's part of the team reconstruction that we've initiated recently. So Din is, DIN is largely a, a large-scale multimedia project as much as it is a game. And so okay. you really need a team that can back that sort of a project up. Uh, we initially launched a Kickstarter, 
Uh, it wasn't successful because we didn't have the correct marketing behind it. That's why we brought Haley on board. Uh, you know, it, a game like this is pretty is pretty special, and it's it, we we of course have uh, professionally commissioned art, professionally designed videos. We have project managers, graphic designers, uh, people with industry experience on the team, but we didn't have the marketing component when we launched our Kickstarter. Okay, and so uh, we we chose self publishing because. After our Kickstarter and after we brought Haley on board, uh, she was able to generate enough interest in the game that we're now at, in a financial, uh, we're now in a, a place financially where we can self-publish without utilizing Kickstarter. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so my next question is uh, for for you, Gabe. Um, what got you into kind of the hobby? What what made your your addiction with, with gaming, how did that happen? (laughs) Sure. Uh, you know, I've always liked gaming. I think everybody likes gaming. I think it just depends on to what, to what level of experience they've, they've really had the pleasure of pleasure of playing games, right? If you've only ever played Monopoly at the family Thanksgiving, you probably think board games or card games are pretty dull. Uh, but you know, I'm sure everybody loved it when they were a kid at one point in time or another. Mine started. So what uh, was your breakout game? My breakout game was probably Monopoly over Thanksgiving, (laughs) to be honest. Uh, But I remember also playing, you know, I remember getting like packs of like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon cards for Christmas. And, and, you know, that nostalgic feeling of opening a pack when you're a kid. And you don't know, you don't know what you're looking at. You just know that things are shiny and the the creatures are kind of cool. Okay. Uh, But, you know it's just a it's just a fun thing i grew up with with three brothers and we love to play games i remember strategio was a was a great game we love to play chess checkers it was it's just a it's a great tactile way to interact with people and i think over time it's just become better because now so much of our especially with COVID 19 so much of our life has become this online uh, replica of real human interaction and so now board games card games tabletop games they offer us this reprieve from an increasingly digital life. Very true. Uh, So Haley, um, so I know you're marketing, but are you into board games, tabletop games as well? You know, I am, but it's funny. Um, I am, I, that Monopoly at Thanksgiving dinner, that is like my, my thing. (laughs) So my husband and I, We do, it's, I am not a hardcore gamer, although I was voted in high school most likely to be first in line for Halo 3000, you know. I I, I read that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so, um, it's funny to me, I was a big Skyrim nerd when I was a bit younger, but, you know, it's kind of evolved from, you know, video games and and those sorts of things that I was into to, I really love those um, really out there and random games like Sushi Go and, um, and like Trash Pandas. Don't know if you've ever heard of Trash yeah. Pandas, but it's great. I have them and, both. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I love those sorts of games. And, you know, something that I've I've noticed with Din, because I do a lot of study on, you know, our, our target market and the demographics of our, our various market segments for the aspects of these games. And the interesting part with the, the TCG aspect of Din is that it's something that I am into, which says a lot because I, um, I'm usually very uninterested in trading card games. And 
Uh, Din in itself has gotten me kind of more into the gaming world as it stands because it's it's a really, um, you know, the fast paced gameplay. And um, just like Sushi Go and, you know, you can have a, a game done in 10 minutes. My attention span is a bit um, out everywhere. And so um, those those fa- more faster paced game gameplays are, are what I like. So. OK. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, and yeah. it's nice to get someone else's perspective on gaming, too. So, Yeah, definitely. All right, so Gabe, um, when you, when did you decide that you wanted to create this game? When did you go from playing games to, I'm just going to create a game? What what happened? Oh, sure. You know, I've, I've always been a hobbyist game creator, I guess. You could, you know, everyone who plays games kind of aspires to maybe tinker, you know, just even house rules with Monopoly, you kind of make your own game. Uh but I, I made a I made like a small board game uh, when I was a little bit younger, and it was it was this great experience, and it was a shocking amount of work. And so uh, that was that was when I started building games, probably when I was sixteen or seventeen. Um, but uh, since then, I've really had the pleasure of just focusing almost exclusively on Din. It's been five five almost six years since we started working on Din. And just because of the amount of cars and the the size and scale of the project, it's been something that I've been working on ever since. So I, I started when I was just a kid and I've been working on it ever since. So every, every day I design games. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's very cool. Um, so you, you created this, this beast, uh, who did the amazing artwork for you? Oh, sure. So we have our lead artist, Daniel Hincapai. He is, uh, this incredible artist. You can find him on our website. You can, he, we asked him, we found him on, uh, let me look back. It's been so long since we found him. We found him on Pinterest. I think I, re- I remember spending months and months researching potential artists because we knew we had something special. We had a very specific design process for Din. Uh, I'm a graphic designer. And so a lot of the the frame of the card, we, we had these very stringent rules for it. it had to have no skeuomorphism. It had to focus on uh, things that you could actually do to a piece of paper, right? So a lot of trading card games will have drop shadows or they'll have uh, some sort of element on the card, which looks like something that isn't paper. Uh, we ruled that out immediately while designing DIN, that everything in DIN has to look like what it is. And so DIN cards look like they're paper because that's what they are. Uh, and so we needed this artist that reflected the exact same style as the frame. So the frame came first. Uh, we spent months trying to find somebody who had a style that would fit our game. We found Daniel on Pinterest. I reached out to him. Uh, he was incredibly, uh, incredible. He was incredible to work with and he was incredibly forthcoming. Uh, and, and he assembled a team of artists and, uh, between him and I, we managed this small team of artists and he, you know, he helped them all learn how to draw in his style. It looks amazing. It it really does look like one person did the artwork. So that's very incredible to to hear that there's a team that all managed to do the artwork a similar way and also introduce their own little flair into each character and and artwork. Yeah, that's it's one of those advantages to a to a project like ours having a team of professionals. I know it's not something every game gets the opportunity to have. Uh, we have professional artists. I'm a graphic and web designer by trade. We have project managers. We have an attorney on staff. Uh, we have professionals like Haley who are, have this incredible marketing background. We have professional communication experts uh, and people who've worked with shipping and handling. And then, of course, having having a team of artists that 
are also professionals, even though you have to pay for that, uh, it is absolutely worth doing. I can't, I can't recommend enough. If you're going to build a game, it doesn't matter how fun it is unless you can get people one to see it. That's where Haley comes in. And two, once they see it, it needs to be gorgeous. That's where Daniel and his team come in. That's awesome. Uh, it really does sound like you guys got the the whole package going on and uh, with having two decks and then your, your chapter pack, I believe is what you called it to coming out. Uh, so you're doing pre-orders on the 31st, correct? Yes. Okay. And then you're doing, uh, hopefully having a release in November. Yep. November 10th. Okay. So where, where do people go to pre-order this? So they run right over to uh, dincards.com. And then Haley, I think you managed to snag that on all social media platforms as well, right? Yes. And so, um, you know, going to our website, dincards, the the handle for all of our social media is actually consistent across the board. So it's it's dincards, um, at dincards for everything, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And then, um, you know, I, I always encourage people to sign up for our newsletter because we do have um, announcements there. And, and the people who are in our newsletter, they get a lot of the news before it hits social media so they can be prepared for that. So, um, yeah, it's it's that's just a great way to keep in touch. And, uh, yeah, go check out the website. It's uh, great. Gabe did a great job. So. And is there any uh, playthroughs or anything like that? Uh, you know, I know a lot of the gamers, they always like to, to see stuff and, and uh, you know, hear as much as they possibly can. But is there any other playthroughs or interviews out there for you guys? Yeah, there's some great content on our YouTube channel as well as our website. You can see uh, how an average round of DIN is played on our YouTube channel. You can see how you should solve our ARG puzzle components on our YouTube channel. And I, we have a live stream on there, which actually walks through how we create the average card. Okay. And is that uh, your YouTube channel? What is the, uh, what, what would they search for on that? I'm pretty certain that's DIN cards as well, right, Haley? I believe so. Um, yeah. I don't know if the YouTube has a specific handle, but it is, if you search DIN cards, it, it comes right up. So, okay, perfect. That, that makes it a lot easier. And I know people like to, to watch stuff. So, I'll get uh, a link uh, in the show description of that. So anybody that's listening can can check that out and we'll get a awesome. direct link to that. And uh, you guys obviously have everything done. I mean, for the for the first two starter decks, the chapter deck, it is it's complete. It's ready to go off to print. Yeah, we're just waiting for quotes to come in right now for the last bit of packaging materials because we're always playing around with uh, packaging to figure out what would be best for our customers. Uh, once those come in, uh, we're done. Okay. And then do you, you said you have chapter, uh, chapter packs that are, are going to release every month. Is that correct? Well, we have, we have, we actually have a few different products. We have, uh, four new starter decks coming out in season one. So we have, we're okay. launching with two and we're launching our first chapter pack, chapter pack one on with our first launch, uh, on the, on that November 10th date. And then we, we're going to be releasing a chapter pack uh, in sequential order. So chapter pack two, three, four, five, and six every two months. And that's going to be the, that's going to be the full season of season one of Din. It'll tell a complete story and the, the community will decide how it ends, really. Uh, and in that time period, we'll also be staggering our releases of the additional four starter decks. 
Okay. Uh, so question. So let's say uh, you've got a gamer like me that's uh, a completionist. And once I get hooked on something, I, I have to have every single one of them. Uh, is there like a subscription that you can do that you can just get an automatic, uh, maybe like a charge on your card or something like that. And you get sent out the new stuff every month. <laughs> Great question. Yes. We're going to have a subscription for the chapter packs. Okay. because i know i get a little spacey and it'd be just really awesome if my charges my card just gets charged and then it shows up at my door that's great no yeah that's a that's part of our business model we think that uh these uh these din chapter packs are fascinating because they're they're multimedia experience uh they're also 10 to 20 great cards which you can modify your deck with so really it appeals to the great thing about din is it appeals to three different target markets we have this incredible fan base, this incredible community that surrounds the game. And some of them don't, most of them don't like the game for the same thing. Some people have reached out and said that they're going to buy cards just for the art because it's gorgeous. Uh, but the majority of people are interested in one of three components of Din. They are puzzle enthusiasts and they want to solve those puzzles or they're, you know, they're tabletop gamers and they want to play that TCG uh, or they're people who enjoy interactive stories and they want to participate in a large scale ARG uh and so uh it's it's been fairly important for us to make sure to be able to reach those people consistently and so we have a subscription model pre-designed in the business plan just for the chapter packs just to make sure that people who want to just receive that in the mail without having to worry about it can do so that's awesome now your your price point for the uh the starter decks uh they were 19.99 correct correct okay and what is the price point for the chapter packs uh, the chapter packs, you know, you'll have to give me a second to find the document because we, you know, we're always performing market studies. Uh, Haley, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're $14.99. Yep, that is correct. And so, um, yeah, just because those, while the chapter packs are less cards, they do contain more powerful cards for the trading card game aspect. And so, um, you know, each purchase is is a, is very strategic and in building the the best deck ever, and so um, each has their own really uh, great attributes for for the purchase points. Okay, and um, my next question is: is is this purely cards, or is there tokens or anything like that involved in this? Um, they're they're all cards. We're actually pretty stringent around the design philosophy for Din, and so. We've we've tinkered around with utilizing objects in the game of Din, like coins and dice, and we probably will bring those in eventually. But right now, uh, with all of the cards we've designed, and we've designed upwards of 700, uh, there are no tokens in the game. Uh, each deck does come with four heart cards, which are essentially okay. your life points. You keep track of the game using those. Uh, and then it comes with a, uh, a rules card, which is just a, a series of QR codes, which send you to the ARG and TCG rules pages on our website. And then it comes with 36 playable cards. And those are all cards you play in your deck. Okay. So now for a gamer like myself, uh, you're going to eventually have a lot of cards. Are you guys going to release like a, maybe a box, a holding box or something like that eventually down the road? Oh yeah, you know we've looked at so so many products. It's it's funny we chose a tarot card sized card, um, and what that means is that it's it's gorgeous for one. It, it allowed us to really focus on Daniel and his team's artwork, which is what we primarily wanted to do. We wanted the card frame to accent the artwork, not the other way around. 
Uh, some card games have, they commission these incredible artists to design these incredible pieces of work. And then they relegate that art to a, a fairly small component of the card, which, you know, is, is the, it's a design, it's a design limitation of that size of card. We right. went out of our way to choose a, as large a format as we were comfortable working with. The side effect of that is that there are very few, as far as we can tell, TCGs that have terra-sized cards, which means that the market for peripherals is pretty slim. And so we're forced to develop a lot of those peripheral uh, peripheral products. And so to answer your question in a quick way, yes, we're, we're working on collectible boxes. We're working on tins. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, prioritizing the actual product first. Oh, very cool. I just, with... Uh you know, collectible card games, you're going to want something to put them in. So, uh, I know yeah. I've bought many just boxes. That's all you're buying is a box to put these, these games in, but they always have some kind of amazing artwork on it that you can put it on your game shelf. And it's like, okay, that is that game. So I can store all my stuff you know, in there. Haley was literally just mentioning that to me before this meeting, but yeah, we, we do plan on having some, some great deck boxes, uh, Obviously, the cards come in a deck box, uh, but we we plan on releasing some hard shell deck boxes and uh, some some long boxes for people to store their entire collection in as well. So, what do the uh, uh, the chapter packs? What kind of packaging does that come in? You know, we uh, one of the most fascinating components of designing your own game is being able to experiment with things that are outside of the industry norm. Like uh, for anyone who's listening to this, I'm sure, and of, of course you, I would assume, uh, you know, you've picked up a pack of trading cards before and they have that foil packaging and you pull those bad boys out. Yep. Uh, we wanted something more luxurious for Din because, you know, quite honestly, our chapter packs aren't the cheapest on the market. They provide a lot of value. They provide more value than the average uh, booster pack for a trading card game because every, every card is a riddle and you're also uh, buying into this interactive long form story. Uh but we wanted we wanted to reflect the the luxurious nature of the cars that you're you're buying, and so we uh, we have this custom uh, we have this custom soft touch plastic packaging, and uh, it's designed specifically to keep the cars safe in transit, since our primary method of delivery is is mail, and uh, it's gorgeous. It's, it's the packaging for Din is something that we've really we've really focused on, and everything looks great. That's very cool. Uh, I'm very excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you we are too uh so is there anything else you would like to maybe let our listeners know make it easier to find your stuff or or any other information that i forgot to ask you know i think uh just a it's just we're, we're thrilled to bring this product to life we, we finally we have this incredible team we're ready to we're ready to go and we're we're, we're thrilled to be able to bring it bring it to all of our customers and all of our fans uh Haley, what do you think um yeah you know i just um it's been an honor and, you know, I have a, a marketing company in my, my day job and it's, it's been a real honor to get to market for this startup because it's, it's so different from everything else that um, is on the market, especially in the gaming world. And it has such an incredibly unique story that I know that our um, supporters and our fans have really, um, been interested in and connect with, um, not only from the trading card game aspect, but also from the alternate reality gaming aspect of, of following that community driven storyline where they can, they can literally change how the story ends basically. Um, as well as the, the whole puzzle component, which is just mind boggling to me, um, where there is a puzzle 
um, in the cards. That's it's just so cool to get to tell the story for this this product, and um, we're really excited to bring it to the the world, you know, internationally, because we, you know, we just chatted with someone from Germany a few days ago on a, on a podcast and he's so excited. Um, and you know, we, that's just a response we've gotten from all around the world. And it's, it's been so fun to get to connect with all of these people, um, just everywhere and to see their excitement. And, you know, Joe, you know, this community, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. The gaming community is so supportive and so positive. And I think that's just, especially now and in, in 2020, that's what people are really wanting. And so we're just uh, thrilled to be a part of it. And we, we can't wait to see where it goes. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, then... I guess that's it for us today. Unless you have anything else to add. No, thanks so much for having us on. Yeah, thank well, you so much, Joe. Thanks for coming on, guys. I, I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us and then letting everybody else be part of your game. So I'm, I'm really hoping that it's a big success and, and I will uh, be looking forward to those packs. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> you have power. The power to save lives. The power to defeat illnesses. The power to use games for good. You can be a hero for local sick and injured kids through Extra Life, a 24-hour gaming marathon that supports a local Children's Miracle Network hospital in your community. Join 50,000 gamers from all across the world as we battle the enemy illnesses and injuries facing local kids. Play games! Heal kids! Find out more at extra-life.org. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube. You can also f- listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa and TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio. 